everybody, and welcome to M Class Podcasts. Oh. Oh, oh, we're back. Oh, shit. Oh, we're oh. back, and it's not even four weeks later yet. Not yet. Shit. It's going to be close, though. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Jeff. I'm Josh. And we're two wild and crazy guys who love us some really stuffy sci-fi. <laughs> we are very, very serious about Star Trek. There's so serious. No jokes at all in this podcast. So if you're looking for jokes, you turn your happy ass around and you stop listening. I ad- I'm going to edit them all out, you butt. Just bleep them out. Anytime <laughs> someone says a joke, just bleep it until it's done. Oh my god, I just have to bleep the whole podcast. Just be a fucking test signal. That'd be great. <laughs> Let's just do that. Maybe on April Fool's. Maybe. Oh, Everyone shit. Now, who heard now that, they know. Everyone who heard that, unhear it so we can do it as a joke. Yeah, forget about it. This is the final episode in our pilot's collection. It is. And uh, boy, what a journey it has been. The highs and lows. It's been a long time. <laughs> Getting from there to here. <laughs> it's been a I can't, something. I can't get that mad since I set you up for that so f- completely perfectly. I had to do it. If I didn't, I would have had to fire myself. I tossed the ball up into the air and you slam dunked it. And I fucking that was an alley oop, man. I can't blame anyone but myself for letting the ball go. But our time is finally here. Just do this for the rest of the podcast. Just sing the song. I don't know the rest of the motherfucking words. My cat came over to sit but on me. I Go away! Faith of the, of the heart. heart. Something in my mind is breaking. Those aren't the words. <laughs> I don't know the words. It's Rod Stewart's most popular hit that he didn't sing. <laughs> they couldn't get Rod. No. So they I, had to I, get... I knew the guy's name, but I don't care anymore. Yeah, he gets credit <laughs> for doing, like, the other version, too. Hold it, on. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. Um, <laughs> it doesn't. This week... Dennis or, McCarthy. I found it. D- thank you, Dennis McCarthy, for whatever the fuck you did to the Star Trek TV- franchise. <laughs> TV's own Dennis McCarthy. <laughs> uh, this is... The Enterprise pilot. It's called Broken Bow. Yeah. And uh, it's an hour and 20 minutes long, and it's actually not that bad. It's all right, right? It's yeah. not bad. It's not bad. I went into it with a, a hard soda in hand, like the adult <laughs> I am. Uh-huh. And I thought I was going to have to get a couple more to finish it, but I oh, didn't no, no. even finish the one I was drinking. I'm still drinking and it, as a matter of fact. The, uh, the, so, like, these are... These pilots for Star Trek are always, like, two episodes made into one, right? Yeah. So, even, like, the break, the episode break, is, like, really good. Like, it, it it's kind of, it's like a mini cliffhanger, not really, yeah, but, like... Yeah, it's, like, by the end of the commercial break, you would have been, like, on the edge of your damn seat at that point. Yeah. You would have been, yeah. like, oh, God, what's gonna happen to Trip Tucker? <laughs> what's gonna happen to the crew of the NX-01? I like that there's a baseball hat in the future. I like that that survived. Not baseball, but a <laughs> baseball cap survived. That makes sense, I guess, right? It's a type of a hat. People don't wear bowler hats to go bowling anymore, but they're still hats, Was right? that a thing? 
I don't know. I just made that up. I just made it up. It sounded so real. I just made that. I don't fucking know what they were for. I would absolutely believe that if you would have just said it with conviction. If you then yes, for sure. So your John Larroquette fun fact of the week for you right there. (laughs) Oh shit. Oh how interesting. I've actually got one already. We'll we'll get to that though. Oh fuck yes. It's (laughs) I've got a couple for you. Oh god. Uh, Don't count them. If you're I like how they're this podcast. <laughs> I was gonna say like I like how they're like astronauts. Like they're not like Star Trek people yet. No, right? they're wearing basically like NASA jumpsuits. Yeah, they're, they're like astronauts still. Like that's kind of cool. It is kind of cool, and it fits in with the really really schmaltzy cheesy ass opening that shows all the yeah. progress through human history towards space. It is cool. Like uh, I mean, the song is really dumb uh, because this was. 2001, right? And uh, yes, this is on the CW or the WB, uh, it, whichever it, it was. It first aired September 26th, 2001. Uh, what a what a not great time no, to air a show. <laughs> probably not the best time to debut your television show. Yeah. The nation had their TVs on something completely different at that time. A little more not good. Yes. <laughs> Uh, mm. It was written by Rick Berman, not, and Brandon Braga. Okay. Uh, Rick Berman's name is on the script of every pilot that he's even remotely involved with. So he didn't write it. No, there's no chance. No, this is too good for Rick Berman. No, fucking... <sighs> Rick Berman. 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 Ah, put my name on it, I'm Rick Berman. <laughs> My name's Rick Berman. Give me all your money. <laughs> We're gonna do a new Star Trek. It's gonna take place in the past. Again. You see? <laughs> it's called Discovery. <laughs> We're gonna do it over again and is, over again. Is Rick Berman involved with Discovery? I no, hell know. no. No, he's not. He's no. he's out of it. He's out of the game. It's probably for the best. He's probably close to being dead by now. Uh, this episode was directed by James Conway, who directed quite a few episodes of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. There you go. Including uh, Duet, Necessary Evil, The Way of the Warrior, and Little Green Men. Ah, the fucking Roswell episode. Yeah, which is a fun episode. That's a super fun one. He's he's a big-time Star Trek director, man. He did three episodes of TNG, seven of Deep Space Nine, four of Voyager, and four of Enterprise. Oh, which Enterprise ones did he do? I, d- I wish I knew to tell you. You didn't. You didn't. Oh, you don't know. Yeah, I do know. Uh, Broken Bow, Judgment, Damage, and In a Mirror Darkly. Oh, so he did the Mirror episode. Yeah, which is everybody's favorite Enterprise episode. Yeah, everyone loves it. To. But I don't. It's not. I don't like Mirror episodes. I'm sorry. The only Mirror episodes that I genuinely like are the first one in TOS and yeah. the any of the ones in Deep Space Nine where Kira wears a leather outfit and acts all horny. <laughs> Those are good. I mean, well-written. They're well-written episodes. I don't really like them. They're, they're all, like, kind of silly, but... They're, they're goofy as fuck, right? Yeah. And, like, this one's, like... Super fan heavy. The the Enterprise one is yeah. They like not only is there like an evil timeline, but they also time travel. Yeah, so you get to see TOS shit too. Yeah, you get they just throw the fucking 
like kitchen sink at it, yeah. right? And they wear t- regular TOS uniforms. They don't wear mirror mirror TOS uniforms. Yeah, they change into the regular ones. Yeah. Whatever. It's, hey, whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't save your show though, did it? Oh, oh. <laughs> you know you're right. When you're and right, I fucking you're right. love this show. I love this show, man. I I will go to watching, bat for this show. After watching this pilot again, I feel like the next ten episodes really soured my opinion of the show. Yeah, but it's real slow. That's it's a true little slow of any Trek series, right? The first season of a Trek yeah. series is usually not that good. TOS being the only exception. Yeah, I. You gotta remember that they were building up to, like, a bigger thing, right? Yeah, and the like, whole temporal Cold War, which we learn about in this episode. A yeah, there's, there's that. Yeah. Which I think is a really cool uh, way to make a prequel, right? Like, yeah. So now it's not just like, well, here's a prequel. Now it's like, there's, uh, there's shit happening in the Star Trek uh, present, quote-unquote. Like... That's affecting the timeline, so you're kind of seeing it from like that point of view too. Like, it's a great way to give a reason for people to tune in. It's like with a prequel, you always run the run the risk of it just being like, well, we already know what's going to happen. Right? Why does it matter? What, yeah, we have to fill in these blanks and hit these hit these beats, and that's there's the show, right? But if like or the, the movie, if the timeline is being disrupted, then anything can happen. And right. it's funny we get so many episodes where like, oh shit time has shifted or whatever because somebody fucked with the past and now we have to go back and save it and we're seeing the opposite side of that right which is a great idea for a sci-fi yeah it's really cool it's it's super cool i don't know it does not get enough play people complained about it so much when it was on they were like it's this temporal stuff and it's like that's how they're doing the prequel so you don't have to be bored (laughs) just just sit back and relax watch this fucking tv show Watch the Star Trek happen. Go. I mean, I guess a lot of people could say that about Discovery, but I mean, I haven't really uh, gone on record. <laughs> I haven't really gone on record saying anything too harsh about Discovery just yet. So I have, I haven't either. There's some things where we'll we'll talk about it. Oh, there's another cat coming up here. Great, oh this is wonderful. Boy. I'm having the best cat day of my life. Oh, my cat's acting very well behaved right now. Actually, she shut the fuck up for the podcast. Hold on. Hold on, I gotta deal with this. I'm sorry. It's all right. Don't. We're not gonna pause. We're just gonna leave this cat part in. All right. I guess I'll just. <laughs> Everyone who's a cat, let's go. I'll just talk to the audience. I guess. Come on. You. Uh, you guys like Star Trek? Uh, Cause I don't. Go. I'm only really doing this podcast so that I can uh, kill Josh and wear his skin. Get out. Uh, thankfully, he'll never hear this because he's messing with his cats. And uh, if he if he ever really heard what I'm saying right now, it would probably be really bad for the podcast. Um, what the fuck did you just say? What? No, I didn't say anything. Why would I ever? I sat quietly right, and waited Pennington. for you to get back. All right, Pennington. <laughs> Your ass is grass. Oh no, he's the lawnmower. <laughs> uh, That's the other half of that, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm the lawnmower. Yeah, which makes it even lamer. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> hopefully all that gets cut out, but it probably won't. Nope. Uh, <laughs> it's staying in. Uh, let's start at the beginning of this episode. The beginning of this episode starts with a um, a flashback that you would not be remiss to think is from like a completely different show. Like it's shot <laughs> completely differently. The actors look like '90s regular people in it. 
Yeah. It looks like a commercial. Yeah, it does. It looks like a commercial for, like, father-son bonding. Yeah, like, big brothers, big sisters or something. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we learned that Archer was a racist against Vulcans, even as a young child. Yeah. That's, that's a thing. Like, whoever <laughs> wrote this, like, Brandon Braga hates Vulcans. Like, he hates... <laughs> I think it's good. I think it's I think it's really cool that they do this though. It pays off later. It super pays off, trust me. I know. I I know where it goes and everything. I'm not going to spoil for anybody. Yeah, I don't want to spoil got it. Spoiled, but I yeah. would not be shocked if Brandon Braga was the one who wrote the baseball episode of Deep Space 9 as well. Right, cuz he hates the Cuz he yeah. just fucking hates them. He's just like Vulcans don't want them. Well, they they really play up the Vulcans are like super like high and mighty like they're oh yeah way 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 into their own farts. They're in this right show. up their own ass. The yes, whole they show. are right up their green assholes. Wow, you don't know. I'm assuming it's green. Yeah, I don't know. you know what they say about assuming? It makes an ass out of you and me. A green ass out of you and green <laughs> me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um. <laughs> Is David Letterman on the show? The song. <laughs> That's a reference nobody's gonna get anymore. Uh, Remember Saturday Night Live when it was good? No, yeah. That's our other podcast. Remember when Saturday Night Live wasn't terrible? Mm-hmm. Starring Jeff and Josh. <laughs> uh, this whole scene is just the sort of show that his dad was working on spacecrafts. Yeah. And uh, that... Everyone hates Vulcans, I guess. I guess it's really to show that Vulcans are kind of hindering humanity's steps towards the stars because... Yeah, they're setting up, like, an external... Because there's no threat on Earth anymore, right? Like, Yeah. Everyone's pretty cool now, so no war, no hunger, none of that shit. All solved. So they need to have an external, like, hurdle to get over, so they make it the Vulcans, which is really great. Uh, I I love it, because, like, of course they would. Because the it's Vulcans just, are fucking assholes. They, well, they're only assholes because of the show. Well, they're assholes not in the sense that they are assholes. They're assholes in the sense that, like, human beings would totally think that about them. There's right? definitely, like, there's going to be friction between humans that are... Yeah. Humans are a very emotional race. The honeymoon's fucking over, right? Yeah, like, and Vulcans It's been, like, a hundred years. Yeah. Yeah, they're not... They have no emotions. They repress them all. There's definitely going right. to be problems... With that right. setup, and I wish there was more stuff with the Tellarites because could you imagine, like yeah. fucking Tellarites trying to fit into that as well? A race uh, that loves arguing. They come, uh, they come on the show later. It's yeah, it's they also only have really like three cool. appearances in the show. I, well, you, unfortunately, the show got canceled before. I think you were going to see a lot more Tellarites because they wrap up the Vulcan storyline like pretty quickly yeah not quickly but like the vulcan storyline runs its course and the vulcans eventually uh get better right they do the andorian storyline and then well they do the the vulcans and andorians are happening kind of simultaneously so you figured they would get to the tellarites afterwards there'd be like a big tellarite storyline because the andorians and the vulcans hate each other yes and then they like fix that and and then the Andorians and the Tellarites hate each other, <laughs> so they are getting into that. I think. Fucking Andorians are the Scots, right? 
They're so mad, yeah. Fucking Scots and English, and Scots yeah. and Chinese, and Scots <laughs> and other Scots. <laughs> the Andorians are a very contentious people. <laughs> they're they're very hot blooded for being so cold. Yeah, they're blue and they live on an ice planet. Get it? Sci-fi. Get it? <laughs> I, it's I it's love fantasy, it. right? I do love if, it, dude. Like, I don't know. Yeah, they are fantasy. The thing is, like the the Andorians don't fit into the fantasy setup in the same way the other yeah, races. Yeah, they're kind of like uh, they're kind of like ice elves, I guess. Right? I like, guess. Yeah. They're kind of like uh, like a dark elf. Dark elf. Yeah. yeah like a dark but I mean, elf. the Romulans are dark elves. So. They're the dark elves, right? But the 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 Andorians are more like uh, like an ice people. Ice <laughs> ice giants. Ice man. He's a nice man. They're ice. That's ma- why his skin is that way. They're wow, wow! <laughs> I can't believe you just got isist on this <laughs> fucking podcast. That's the lady. No, that's the lady from TNG when Data gets trapped on that planet and he doesn't remember who he is. And the, oh and the, yeah, he's an the ice teacher's man. like, clearly he's an ice man. <laughs> he's from over the mountain. He's in the mountain. Yeah, and the she's like a moron. Move, yeah, she just made it up real quick. Yep. so that she'd still be the wise woman. Yep, that's science. Yeah. <laughs> that's how science works, right? No. No. But I mean, <laughs> it's... I don't know. Brandon Braga was like, Vulcans are like elves, and I play D&D, so I hate elves. <laughs> I was a human. <laughs> I must make them hateful creatures. <laughs> oh, man. I, I think it's... I super... I know you love Vulcans a lot, and it hurts you to see them <laughs> painted this way, but I love this. I mean, because it pays off. So I love it also because it's like, why wouldn't there be a society like the Vulcans who have just like succumbed to just bureaucracy, right? Like they're super like fall in line at this point. They don't question anything. They're all about doing like the logical yeah, thing. Logic is following the leader to the right. And exactly. It'll take a lot to shake them out of that. Right. So I I I really love that like turn. I mean, because like we the thing is like when the show started, there was no idea that the Vulcans were gonna grow along with it, but they right. did, which is great. Right. Having character growth in a race of beings that shun all emotion. Yeah. Genius. It's brilliant. It's crazy. Uh, and to Paul is like like the the like embodiment of that right she's like the poster child right she's the poster child for all of vulcan society in this show and she is a giant asshole she's uh a super bitch yeah like <laughs> massive massive asshole like <laughs> but yeah but that's that's vulcans right like that's how they are like they're just like why won't you listen to us? And it's like, and, and humans are like, no, fuck you guys. Like, yeah. you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's like your cats, right? You're like, cats, yeah. you, you shouldn't get on that. That's not, that's not going to help you. And the cat's like, yeah. fuck you. I want to do it anyway. I'm doing it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you're so stupid, cat. <laughs> humans are like cats, is my point. Mm-hmm. We're the cat race in space. <laughs> We're the Katians? Ka- the Katians? Cations. I don't know. I didn't watch the animated series, so I never heard it said out loud. Uh, I never heard it either. I only read it. Anyway. <laughs> uh, we get to flash forward 30 years later to the Broken Bow incident, which takes yeah. place in Broken Bow, Oklahoma. 
the world's most made-up, not-real place. Is it not real? It is not real. I would have believed it. but I looked it up. Uh, not real. In, in Broken Bow, a spaceship lands, and two aliens made of Nickelodeon flome <laughs> chase Clang... Through uh, Klingon through a cornfield. <laughs> Flome. I can't believe you remembered Flome. As soon as I saw him, I was like, why the fuck are they made of Flome? Sylvans, man. They got Flome skin. Yeah, for real. Call your parents. Don't don't order it without their permission. <laughs> don't order a Sulaban without your permission from your parents. I made a Sulaban. You could. Real easy. <laughs> You stick your face in it and mold it around your face. Yeah. You got a Sullivan. Poke, poke like a hole for your mouth, yeah. Uh, you ready for that John Larroquette fun fact of the week? Oh, I'm ready. Clang is played by Tommy Lister, better known as Debo from Friday. Yeah. Yes, I did know this one. I, I did know this one. Uh, who, was, who was also the president in The Fifth Element. Oh, man. President, what's his name? Lindbergh. What's his name? Lindbergh. President the Lindbergh baby. <laughs> And uh, he was actually a pro wrestler first. His I love him. His stage name was Zeus. I think I may remember him. Was he in the WWF at all? I think so, yeah. I may remember him. Yeah, but as soon as I saw him, I was like, is that Debo? <laughs> He's also in Jackie Brown as the, the bodyguard guy. Yeah, you know who else is He's in, in a Jackie ton Brown? Of shit. Uh, Lieutenant Tasha Yar. Oh, who was... Oh, is she the the chick? Yeah. No way. That's... Uh, she is a chick in the movie, so... <laughs> she's the one who, like, does the robbery with them or whatever, and uh, then... She's the white lady. That's probably her. That's crazy if that... That's really crazy. That's I don't, your let, John Larry Cat fun fact of the week. Those are so many. That's a... That's so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Klang shows... I thought that, like, this was a really inglorious way to show Klingons to begin with because he's just running from two guys like a yeah. bitch. But then he completely <laughs> outflanks them and kills them both, and I was like, that's a Klingon, baby. Yeah, you, you, they're, they're really teasing your cock right now, right? Like, they're like, oh, there's a Klingon. Like, when you're watching this show, you're like, okay, what's gonna be on this show? What are they gonna do? And the first thing they show is a fucking Klingon, right? Like, holy shit! There was like, a now we got a show on Earth. <laughs> yeah, right. It's crazy. Yeah, now we got a show. Now we got a show, guys. <laughs> uh, a farmer shoots him, though. Yeah, he blows up the silo, which apparently had dynamite inside of it. Yeah, it had uh, methane. methane. Yeah, it's yeah. cow farts. Yeah, cow farts are in it. So he blows them the fuck up like the crazy. The fucking uh, farmer was storing all of his cow farts, so he shot him because he was angry. He couldn't have cow farts anymore. Well, these new United Earth rules, you know how they are. You can't let your cow farts out. No. It'll cause global warming. You definitely have to keep your cow farts in a silo now. Yeah, yeah. And they turn Sucks. it into transporter fuel. I don't know. Probably. It's the future. <laughs> fucking crazy shit going on, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get like we get the the money shot right of the yeah. Enterprise NX01. Uh huh. And uh, it's a pretty alright looking ship. It's the it's the Akira class, but a little bit flipped. Yeah, it's like it really kind of long. To yeah, they really like like that Akira class uh, 
ship. They use it like as like the standard ship in a lot of things. Like you'll see in the background of shit. Yeah, they use the Excelsior class the same way. They use the sh- that a shit ton, right? Yeah. Which but is this like, is just the nacelles are like instead of down, they're pointed upward a little bit. Yeah, I actually I really like the Excelsior and the Akira class, so I got yeah. no complaints about it. I know you like the Excelsior, the Cadillac of ships. Yeah, the it's, stubby ass lowrider of yeah. spaceships. It's like a the T bird of starships. I love it. I would definitely <laughs> want to be on an Excelsior. <laughs> uh, not that I would see it, as I would be tiny inside it all the time. Well, then you get to be a part of it. Oh, man. I'm like a blood like, vessel inside Yeah, like ship. a cell. Beautiful, beautiful. Imagery, beautiful imagery. Um, We get this, like, big scene, right, where Clang, whose name is a sound effect, is <laughs> laid out on a table, and we meet Dr. Phlox. Yeah. Who is, like, I always describe Dr. Phlox as, like, Neelix if you liked him. He's better Neelix. He is much better Neelix. Yeah. Uh, he's played by uh, John Billingsley, who's in another... He's in a, all kinds of crazy oh, shit. He's in yeah. a million things. He, he's like uh, Jeffrey Combs. He's in like a yeah. billion things. Yeah, he's everywhere. You probably don't even know it, but you've seen him. You don't know it because he doesn't have shit stapled to his face. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some like big wig muckety mucks from Starfleet and some Vulcan Admiral Garner and Admiral uh, Forrest Forrest yeah and uh, Ambassador (laughs) Saval is there and so is T'Pol yeah T'Pol's in the background she's like Saval's protege you find that out a little bit later oh spoilers that's not really a spoiler but they're like alright this dude needs to go back to his home world dead and Archie's, yeah. Archie's like, no, I'm a human, and I refuse to see other cultures and give them any yeah. respect, so we're going <laughs> to save him and take him back. I, I see how Jeff views this. The, he views this the Vulcan way. It's, come on, you got to respect other cultures. Yeah, but he hasn't... I wouldn't have he, killed he's him got He's got to develop that set of rules first. I wouldn't like, have killed him either. And also, he was right not to, it turns out. Right, Which is right. the Archer way, where you just go completely against all logic and rules. He's a cowboy, baby. And somehow it turns out to be the right decision every <laughs> He's time. the Teddy Roosevelt of captains, he for is. sure. He really He's is. like, I'm just going to do this. <laughs> and, and everyone's like, wait, what? No, that's the wrong thing. And then it actually turns out to be that the right thing. Totally works, yeah. <laughs> But yep. uh, the Soval like yells at him, and yeah. he's like, "Wow, when your logic fails, you yell, huh? You spend too long on Earth." And Soval just like pisses himself in shame and leaves the room. Yeah. Well, that comes back like uh, like later again too, with like the idea that the Vulcans who spend time with humans start to like develop empathy. And like, which is an emotion. Which is an emotion. So, like, tons of Vulcans like just don't. They don't live near them. They they talk about it later when uh, when uh, Archer's talking to uh, what's her name? Uh, fuck to Paul about um, like what did you do on Earth? Like you didn't go see the Grand Canyon or uh, anything. She's like, and no, she's I was like, just in the Vulcan camp. Yeah, and it's because they know like if they spend more like time around people, they start to like adapt. And become more like human like, which is like super not okay no. for them. It would be like if you moved out into the jungle with the great apes and you started like 
picking yeah. ticks and eating them and shit. Yeah, started. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't mean to sound so sexual there, but that goes into my next point. This episode is horny as hell. Yeah, well, they're playing with that TOS, like, shit, you know? Like, everyone is constantly talking about sex, or doing weird sexy things, or walking around in their underwear. Yeah, well, this was on CW, and this was the this was what they were doing then, right? Yeah. It was all, like, they're- One Tree Hill, all this shit was going on. You and One Tree Hill. Every episode, I mean, you bring it up now. <laughs> I don't think One Tree Hill was on when this was on, but... That's that was like it, it's like a soap opera, right? They needed like the sexy part of the yeah. show to sell it, yeah, it right? Like a, it was like a One Tree Hill or a Dawson's Creek or a, a Dawson's Creek, yeah, or a you know, other thing, other <laughs> other one, one other one. Well, they 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 added a sex room in this ship. Oh yeah, there's the there's, decon there's room, the fuck room where you go it's just to yeah. fuck, put lotion on each other and get real horny room. Yeah. Just be angry with each other, but also caress one another. Yeah. Super mixed signals room. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah, man. That's oh, where, like, the television the part... One. I go. the other one. Parker Lewis can't lose. That was not on CW. <laughs> but. That was, like, way before. No. No? That was like 1990. That was a Dawson's Creek show. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was, it was like 1990. The year 1990. It was like, it was more like Ferris Bueller. It was a ripoff of Ferris Bueller. It, it was a ripoff, In the first yeah. episode, he kicks over a Ferris Bueller standee. I did not know that. Yeah. Because the show was supposed to be a Ferris Bueller show, but they didn't get the rights. There's another fun fact for you. It's a John Larroquette fun fact of the week again. How interesting. How interesting. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Archer uses his honeyed words, a.k.a. he mostly just yells at him a lot, until yeah. it's decided that the Enterprise is going to take uh, Clang back to Kronos. Yep, they finally get to do it. However, They're going out. They have to have oh, a shit. Vulcan with them. Oh, no. They have to have a filthy green-blooded hobgoblin with them. <laughs> Whoa, McCoy. <laughs> I like that Vulcan racism is still alive and well a hundred years after this. <laughs> it's like it's like full circle, right? Like, racism no longer really means anything, so you can totally say racist things, and everyone's just like, hey, whatever. <laughs> I, I guess, I can't believe right? someone would be racist in this day and age, so whatever. <laughs> Like, but, like, he calls him a hobgoblin, and, and Spock's just like, all right. Well, no matter what you call Spock, he would just be like, all right. Yeah. I don't have any emotions. Who cares? Let's let's go on to the next thing. Do some science. Yeah. Let's look in my telescope or whatever it is. <laughs> they have one of those on this ship. Look at Did my you know? Speak and spell. What is it called? Like, the little, like... Uh, binoculars that you click the thing on the side to see the photos. Yeah, I don't. Viewmaster. Oh, the viewmaster. Yeah, yeah. looking at his viewmaster. Yeah, he's looking at T Rexes in there. Oh man, I'm so. Oh, I love dinosaurs. <laughs> Ninja Turtles. He's looking at the Ninja Turtles. That one's named Donnie. <laughs> I love this show. I wish it was still on. That's what he says to himself. <laughs> I mean, they can never know about my love. Love. I'm a Vulcan. No wonder his dad <laughs> disowned him. 
He's Shit. in his basement watching Ninja Turtles and laughing. Hey, Spock, it happened to me, too. I understand. Let's take a break. <laughs> Let's take a break, and we'll be right back with more M-Class Podcast. For decades, we've dreamed of traveling beyond our galaxy. This fall, we will. Neptune and back in six minutes. Discovery is about to begin. Let's go. Enterprise launches Wednesday, September 26th on UPN. And we're back with some more Star Trek goodness. Star Trek, baby. Uh, do you like Star Trek? I love it. I'm a big fan. Me too. Let's talk about some. Where were we? Back to my earlier point. This episode is horny as shit. Like Malcolm Reed... Yeah. Lieutenant Malcolm Reed, who is the um, weapons master, he has some like really old timey name. Yeah, he's the munitions armor armory officer. Armory officer, yeah. yeah. Which is like I, I'm sure people on boats are called that now. Yeah, they are. But uh, an ensign Travis Mayweather, aka yeah. ensign, you will hardly hear this man speak again in the show. Yeah, he's uh, not the strongest actor on the show. No, and they they mostly just sit around and talk about, like, sex shit, like, weird sex stuff. Yeah, think about it, though. Like, you're going out, and, like, what do you do? What are the rules, right? Talk about they sex. Don't, like, they, don't live in a, they don't live in the Federation yet, so it's, like, there's no, like, cure for, like, diseases and shit, no. right? Like, they don't know about stuff yet. It's I mean, crazy. Like, you can talk about sex all you want in the Federation days, too. You can just do whatever. Oh, yeah, you can just be like, I'm going to go fuck a robot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, literally. And they're like, yeah, cool. Somebody would be like, well, why don't you just uh, fuck a hologram? Be, like, a lot easier to, like, clean up and everything. Yeah, just the ship cleans itself. And (laughs) I like to fuck a robot, man. All right. Yeah. You know, whatever. Uh Uh-huh. I'm gonna go fuck a hologram, but... That's my thing. I fuck holograms. <laughs> That's my thing, Josh! That's what I do. I fuck holograms. How do you not know this? Everyone knows this about you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, we, we like put together a dream team, right? Or yeah. Maybe it seemed like that's what they were going to do. Sure. But really, Archer just goes and talks to Sato... Yeah, well, he has to pick his crew, right? And, like, this is the first deep space mission. Yeah, but he does Mission. Like, it seems like there should be multiple scenes of this, right? Where he goes from one person to the other being like, you gotta No, he already picked them. But he, he already, already did. picked them. Yeah. Yeah, he already picked them. So this scene is, like, kind of awkward. Well, she she's there because they're not supposed to leave yet. So she has, like, other... She's, like, a teacher. Yeah. So she has to finish the semester, and then she gets to go do this thing... But they're leaving early because of Clang. That's why. So he has to go convince her to like leave the semester early. I mean, like in universe, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, narratively, it seems a little messy to me. Well, they want they wanted to show that Sato is like not into it because she like is super not into like the whole thing. Yeah, she's definitely not. And she like hates it. It it bothers me a lot. It's not great. Yeah. Like she's a Starfleet officer, not Starfleet. What's it called? Like Earth. It's Starfleet. 
It's Starfleet. Okay. They just yeah. they retcon it and like later they're like it's it's just this is the other Starfleet now. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's still called that. It's so she's a Starfleet officer. She had to go through yeah. the same exact training everyone else did. Right. But she's completely fucking worthless. Right. They make her like real whiny and stuff. Yeah, and she's uh, like a damsel in distress in every scene she's in. Yeah, it's not awesome. It's not it's not the best. And I mean like People are always complaining about my boy Mario having to rescue the princess, and she's a damsel in distress, but she's a fucking yeah. princess. She didn't go through Starfleet. Right. If you also, go there's Starfleet, Koopas everywhere. Yeah. You go through Starfleet, you should be able to handle yourself at least a little. Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, but you have to figure, like, think about, like, NASA, right? Sure. Like, there are astronauts now that, like, probably aren't great at the whole space flight thing and they probably don't go up a lot or ever like they're probably just like people who know about specific things and are scientists but they don't get to go on the ship maybe it was a different type of starfleet right like because they weren't going on space missions all the time you didn't have to go through the same type of training that somebody in like the 2200s would or something oh for sure yeah like they, they probably like are much much more like inexperienced as as like a, a institution, right? Mm-hmm. Like they don't know how to deal with like what happens if you get nervous, right? Like this is true. they're probably just like just get over it. Like that's their method. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a real long time before they have counselors on board these ships. It's been a long time <laughs> until we get some counselors. You know, I I said I would never fire Josh. It's been a long time since Josh was fired, yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> hey, it's a new day, baby. Anything can happen. Uh, anyway, he rounds out the crew. Paul is, like, forced on him. And she hates Porthos the dog because she's a mm. fucker. Because Porthos is great. Apparently Vulcan women can smell things like crazy. Yeah, which I guess is supposed to be another weird sexy thing. I don't know. Yeah, I, well, it's the whole, like, they make the men fight each other, right? It's very yeah. pri- primal. Um, and Phlox joins the crew because we were introduced to him. He's a Denobulan from Denobula Triaxa. Wow, whipping out that knowledge. They have three three wives and three husbands each. Oh, yeah, they're the ones that are like They're that. super polyamorous. I think I mentioned that in a previous episode, that there was a race like that. There's a really cool episode where one of Flox's wives wants to fuck Trip, and like, Trip doesn't know what to do, and he finally goes to Flox, and he's like, "Well, did you fuck her?" And he's like, "No, no, no," and he's like, "Well, why the hell not?" <laughs> like, are you rude. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, and, and, and Trip's like, "What are you talking about? That's your wife," and he's like, "Get over it, human." <laughs> On my planet, you just fuck whoever you want. Yeah, there's yeah, there's like it's just a fuck fest. My planet's a fuck fest. On my planet, you don't. All right, <laughs> Denobula Menage Triaxa. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Is that an applause? <laughs> Unbelievable. He did it, everybody. He did. He's it. hired. <laughs> He's back on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Admiral Forrest makes a speech, and all the yeah. humans clap, and all the Vulcans look like the humans all just shit themselves. Yeah. They're just all like, ugh. Well, they bring back James Cromwell. 
Yeah, and he, and he I, gets to be uh, it looks Zephram. Like maybe he's supposed to be wearing old man makeup, but he just looks like yeah. himself because he's he probably an old just man. showed up. Yeah, he probably just showed up and just was like, okay, sure. But uh, he does the speech. He does the the where no man has gone before. He does all that stuff. That's where it comes from. Yeah, which is it makes sense when he says it. It's not the same. It's yeah. not exactly the same as the opening scene. They pa- like they later like paraphrase him saying it, right? Like yeah. it becomes like a mission statement. Uh so they fix it so it sounds like a mission statement and not him like giving a speech about stuff. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I yeah, think that I that's too. cool. I love the Zephyr Cochran is so completely important to yeah. the history of Starfleet. Yeah. And humans in general. Yeah, he's like a number one human man. Yeah, and it turns <laughs> Super out he's famous. A huge drunk. Yep, there you go. So that means I can be a drunk, I guess. Uh, yeah, can be. <laughs> if I wanted to be right now, let's drink. Good, 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 good. Are you drinking right now? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm empty. I have to get another one at the break. You blew uh, it. Just kidding. Don't you drink, blew kids. It. You can drink. It's synthahol. Yeah. It's easily dismissible. It's synthahol. You don't get smashed from it. <laughs> um, I love that T'Pol just, like, ruins the moment when they're yeah. all, like, being magical about take her out straight and steady. It's great. It's great. And she just I love ruins it. it. <laughs> She's like, ah, the, the coordinates are off point two degrees. And they're like, thank you. Thanks. You raging whore. Asshole. <laughs> So we're introduced to all these characters one by one, right? Uh, the yeah. characters who are more interesting get a lot more of a introduction. Right. Like, Paula gets a big introduction. Uh, Phlox gets a big introduction. Yeah. Uh, a fucking Trip gets one. He's not really interesting, but he gets one. Yeah, he's the everyman, though, right? Yeah, they try. He's and do like that, your right? your uncle if he went into Starfleet. Like they try and do that, right? Like after yeah. O'Brien, they try to have an everyman. Right. It worked well with him, but only because Colmini is amazing. Yeah, you can't have an everyman and then be like a mediocre actor. That is right. not how it works. You have to have like a powerhouse. Yeah. To really bring that everyman sensibility to them. Yeah, Trip is not my favorite character in this show. He's not, um, he's kind of a, a, a hindrance a lot of the time, to he's, be honest with you. He's just like a southern stereotype, and like, I don't need to see that in my Star Trek. I can walk outside my house and <laughs> see it at any moment. <laughs> I can walk outside my house, I don't even live in the south. Yeah. <laughs> They're everywhere these days. <laughs> these days. They are everywhere these days. Yeah, yeah, Southies. yeah. Southies. Go back home, Johnny Reb. <laughs> Red badges, shut the fuck up. That's the wrong war. That's completely that is, the wrong that war. That is not even in the same time period. Nah, it's like a hundred years later. <laughs> <laughs> well, we see Porthos, too. He's super important. It's true. He's the most important character. He is He's adorable. Absolutely as fuck. adorable. And he he good good thing he survives the whole show. He doesn't die. Thank you. Uh, we <laughs> That's important for people to know. We get like a Travis Mayweather and Commander Tucker scene together, where yeah. they mostly just talk about how uh, Mayweather fucked a woman with three tits. Yeah, which is pretty sweet 
for him, I guess. Yeah, it's it's definitely helps out the the episode. <laughs> it's <laughs> it definitely like, pads the episode out to an hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> I think they wanted Mayweather and Trip to be pals in the show, mm. but like later it becomes uh, Trip and uh, Malcolm are buddy. It's like buddy cop. Yeah, Mal- Malcolm and Mayweather actually spend a lot of time together in this episode. Yeah, they, as well. yeah, they yeah, wanted they, Mayweather they, to be friends with people, but it just wasn't yeah. gonna happen. He he becomes friends with like Hoshi a little bit because they're like the junior officers, right? Like they're yeah. a little bit lower. And that's the thing is like. Mayweather's also supposed to be like an everyman, even though he was like a space boomer. He's just a regular yeah. guy, otherwise. Yeah, he's he's the most normal guy in any Star Trek show ever. Yeah, he's just dude. Yeah, he's good at flying a ship. He's so that's generic why. man. Yeah, he's like Row, but way less interesting. <laughs> he's he's really he's like Harry Kim. He's like the Harry yeah. Kim of this show. He just he's blank. He's a blank man. Yeah, you could attach anything to him, and you'd be like, "All right." Yeah, I believe it. He he dies at one point, and then gets like cloned or something, but he doesn't really die. You'll find out. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Archer and T'Pol have dinner. Yeah, the the captain's dinner is like a super important thing in the show. They do this a lot. Yeah, they have the captain's dinner. It's Archer, T'Pol, and uh, most important character, Trip, <laughs> have dinner. And it's basically just like Archer and Trip being like racist at her and her being like a giant asshole at them. Yeah. Well, like, they're eating steak, right? Yeah, and she's like, well, you lesser like beings yeah. still eat the flesh of animals. Yeah, and she's eating a breadstick, a crunchy breadstick with a fork and a knife. And they're like, why don't you just pick it up and eat it? And she's like, we don't touch our food. And she's like cutting it slowly with a <laughs> knife. <laughs> so Josh is actually Vulcan. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm more Vulcan than I am human, that's for sure. For definitely sure. Yeah, we're both, we're both half Vulcans. That's, that's I wish. how it works. Do you want another half inside of your body? I'm talking that about was, my. That was the worst delivery of that I've ever heard in my do life. Do you want? Do you want me to have sex with you, thus fulfilling the pun? That was awful. And yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, however, when they're transporting Clang, their yeah. ship just shuts off completely. Oh, yeah. And we get what I think is supposed to be scary scene of the yeah. Sulaban. Well, I think this scene is uh, to show you that the Enterprise is not the Enterprise D, right? Yeah, like, it's a piece of shit. The Enterprise NX-01 is like a fucking paper airplane compared to the to the Enterprise D. Yeah. But the it's thing not is, great. Like, the Sulaban are supposed to be scary. They're all, like, crawling on the walls, but there's a dude who's yeah. just kind of, like, walking while yeah. they're all crawling on the walls, and he keeps, like, looking back, and they look like fucking Green Man from It's Always Sunny. He didn't get his phloem upgrade yet. <laughs> he can't go on the ceiling yet. They all look like the fucking... Uh, I don't, like the kid wearing the Sonic the Hedgehog outfit. <laughs> I can't be afraid of that. You can use as many night vision cameras as you want. I can't be afraid it's, of that. It's definitely not scary. Like, it's it's not, right? They're trying like, to be, though, is the yeah, thing. Yeah, 
I, I guess you're more. Supp- I don't know. I feel like I'm like defending the shit out of the show, but like. I'm not, no, I no, like I know, this I know. Episode. I will say that. I, I, I. Th- I just have seen, I've separated myself so much. Like, it's definitely not scary for the viewer. Like, not at all. Like, No, but they're in a definite scary situation with these yeah, the characters that are, they can't right. follow. Right. They don't know what is going on right now. To them, this is, like, literally, like, meeting a Martian. Like, they, they would, like, it, what is, what is, what's happening right now, right? Like. Yeah. It's like alien. Yeah. It's, this is aliens. Exactly. And, uh. They managed to kill one of them in the yeah, dark. Yeah, kill it. Shoot it with a gun. Jesus. A space gun. Shoot it with a space gun and make it die. <laughs> but uh, they kill one, but the others get clang and disappear with him. The ship mm-hmm. you know, comes back on, but they're long gone at this point. Yeah. Uh, they <clears throat> even studied the Sulaban and find out it's like a super mutant. Yeah, like the Sulaban aren't like advanced at all. They're like humans. They're just regular, like, bipedal class M guys. Yeah. But this, but these ones have like crazy eye, like eyelids and shit. Like they can see in like all kinds of spectra. Yeah, they got, like, compound eyes and they can yeah. shape shift and they have like, yeah different organs. Yeah, like their lungs are like super powerful and shit. It's it's neat. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. Uh, Flox thinks it's neat for sure. He loves it. He's all horny about it. Just everyone in this episode is horny about something. Yeah. Flox is super horny. He's goofy as fuck in this episode. He calms down a little bit later. He's not so, like, optimism. Like, he's not so, like, goofy. He's, he's like, even in this episode, I would say I like him more than Neelix and Neelix's best Oh, for, sh- for sure. He's... Flox on his worst day is a hundred times better than Neelix on his best day. And this is coming from a guy who loves Neelix. I love the dance. I, I gift the dance to you about at least once a week. Yeah. I just hate <laughs> seeing him. He's like a kitchen rat. I don't need he is, to see He's that. the kitchen rat, yeah. <laughs> I don't need to see that in my inbox. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this guy hates him. I'm not a fan. <laughs> uh, through some sort of fuckery, like using sensors and stuff, they find out that Clang was at Rigel X. No, they use uh, Sato. The, yeah, she translates him saying something. I forget how that works exactly. But yeah. they find out that she, yeah, they, he was at Rigel 10. Yeah, which I keep calling Rigel X for some reason. It's alright. It sounds cooler that way. It does sound cooler. It sounds like a metal album. Rigel X. But, um, so they set course for that, even though T'Pol's like, you should report back into your Vulcan overlords. Yeah. Filthy ape human. We should go back to Starfleet. And, and they're like, no. <laughs> She's like, but why? And Archer's like, fuck off. <laughs> but why? And he's like, go back to your meditation chamber, you pointy haired hobgoblin. <laughs> he's like, because. We have to stand on our own two feet. And she's yeah. like, the Klingons are going to murder you. Yeah. They don't care. <laughs> and he's like, I don't even know what a Klingon is. He's like, fuck it, we're going to Rigel 10. <laughs> uh, so they go. They go to Rigel 10. Uh-huh. And uh, they go to, like, I don't even know, this, like, trade depot that's just, like, 
Yeah. Space fuck city? Like, everyone's fucking? Yeah, it's, uh... It's, like, a shitty... It's, like, a shitty port, right? Like... Yeah. And, again, like... It's cool because, like... The Federation doesn't exist yet. So, like... The galaxy that will become the Federation at this point... It's like the Wild Wild West. It's like the Wild West or, like... Fucking, like... I don't know, like, Detroit at this point. Yeah, <laughs> like, everything's much. terrible here. <laughs> pretty much. It's not and great. To continue the horniness in the episode. Oh, there's butterfly strippers. Yeah, there are strippers who eat butterflies, and Malcolm is just raging bone about this for some reason. Yeah, he's never seen it. He wants to try this butterfly thing. He's, like, he even thinks about letting the weird alien they're talking to introduce him to the girls. Yeah, he's horny, man. He's British, so, you know. Is that a thing? (laughs) They're fucking horny as hell. That's not the Austin Powers, right? Oh, well, of course. Right? Austin Powers is definitely British. Well, they're always putting fake boobs on themselves and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't you, do you know this? They're always putting fake boots on themselves. Yeah, I'm not kidding. You, dude, I'm telling you, man. Any chance that these people get bachelor parties, fucking uh, first communions, they're putting fake boots on themselves. <laughs> they're crazy about fake plastic tits. Oh, God. That's your John Larroquette fun fact of the week. <laughs> Look it up. Google how it. Interesting. <laughs> oh, how interesting. <laughs> anyway they like wander around the fuck dungeon for a while and (laughs) eventually they figure out that they need to go to the lower levels yeah and uh, who would have guessed and when they go down to the lower levels they're just immediately captured by the sulabon like everyone we don't even see everybody else getting captured they just do you just assume yeah they're just in the cage when they show up yeah um Archer is taken to a really, really sexy lady. Yeah, she's in another episode, too, which we might watch later because it's a first contact episode. Oh. She's a a cool actor in the show, and I think they liked her because her and Archer, like, kind of have a thing going on screen. Like, they work well together. Yeah, they do. There's a lot of chemistry. There's some chemistry there, yeah. Uh, but it turns out she's not an, uh, she's not a sexy lady. She's made a Nickelodeon flown. She's a flown person. <laughs> and she just starts spilling exposition at him, right? Yeah, well, she kisses him. Yeah. And he's like, what? He's like, that's never happened to me before. And, like, there's that old TOS-ass shit where, like, I need to touch you to intimately to, like, know if you're lying. Like, that's super Star that's, Trek. That's pretty TOS. Yeah, yeah, that's, like, really, really Star Trek-y. Uh, the the whole th- like exposition dump lets you know immediately that she's gonna die. Yes. Like she's just like here's all this information. Oh no, I got shot. Yeah, they yeah. Because then the other so they're the good Sulaban. Yeah. They're the ones who are like trying to prevent the Klingons from. Yeah, they're like a rebellion sort of. Yeah. The Sulaban called them. They're like High Council, like the Cabal. The Cabal, yeah. Which is a great name. It is cool. But, uh... The cool ball. The, the, Jesus. The, like, <laughs> rebel faction of the Sulaban, who I guess all get shot to death in this run-and-gun <laughs> scene that follows this. 
but uh, they they learn next to nothing from this whole excursion. Yeah, they learn that like the rebel Sulabons gave Clang the information. That's all you really know. Which they they knew that Clang had information. They just right. didn't know what it was. They didn't know, and they don't know where it is. Right? Like they only know he has it. Like to them, they think he like just knows it. Yeah. But, but there's doesn't. like other right. There's other things uh, because we see him being tortured by yeah. the Cabal Sulaban, who are like, uh, "What do you know about this?" And he's like, "I know nothing." And they're Silic, like, Silic, who's great. Yeah, they're like pumping him full of uh, like truth drugs. So yeah, he's, he's telling the truth. He doesn't know anything. Yeah, he doesn't know. Uh, anyway, our heroes escape, even though Archer gets shot in the leg and passes out like a pussy. Yeah, he gets shot, man. That's like pretty. That's pretty neat. That doesn't happen too much in Star Trek, right? Like, uh, I mean, the, the captain, captain getting shot. Get shot all that often, and if he yeah. does, it's just a stun. Right, but he he's like get a hole in his leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then T'Pol is like, "I'm the captain now, bitches," and they're all like, "How does that even work? You're not even in this military." And she's like, "Cause it does," and they're like, Cause... "All right," <laughs> because we're playing fucking old school rules bitch uh then we get the horniest scene in the episode yeah here we go the sex room where T'Pol and Tucker get put in a decontamination chamber yeah uh because they're the only ones the two with the most muscles were the only ones that got some sort of a spore uh this whole scene serves almost no function in the episode besides for the getting, episode it doesn't besides getting people's dicks hard yeah that's the number one reason they did it later they kind of like because like later on her and him are like a thing i'm yeah. not spoiling too much it's i not. mean there's that episode fairly soon after this where she gets like she goes all pawn far yeah well she does that with uh flocks in the, in that in the sex room yeah and she's like you have to have sex with me and Flox is like I don't know <laughs> yeah because consent is really difficult to determine when somebody's like lust vapored up like that yeah you know? I don't know I don't know how that works with when a Ponfar is happening I'm not sure what the rules are yeah I would be on Flox's yeah. team on this one just like yeah. I don't know plus they could just like rip you in half they're so yeah. strong yeah twice as strong or what fuck it's like five three they're times? like three times three as strong, times strong yeah. as that's like a gorilla that's like having sex with a gorilla uh yeah it'd be weird i'll never do that again <laughs> look there were two of us in one of it and it turned out fine <laughs> yeah it was fine trust me it was fine for all three of us <laughs> But, uh, yeah, they just rub goo all over each other for, like, five minutes. Yeah, so, like, the decon room has, like, this salve port that the guy, like, Flocks just is like, you gotta rub this shit on your skin to get the disease out. <laughs> and, like, they rub it on each other, but, uh, conveniently not on each other's genitals in any way. Yeah, not on the genitals, but everywhere else that's television appropriate yeah like nobody shoves any hands down each other's pants or anything no not not yet not yet not yet (laughs) um archer's back though he wakes up pretty immediately yeah he's been out for six hours 
Yeah, he has an eel on his leg, because that's the, how the doctor does things now. Yeah, he uses animals for shit, yeah. which is weird, but... It's he's, cool. He's a weirdo. They don't have, like, super technology yet, so he's got to use, like, whatever he can, right? Yeah, and he's really inventive with it. I think that's sort of my favorite thing about Enterprise from what I've seen of it, is yeah. that there's a whole lot of invention going on. Yes, there's there's a lot of uh, the conventions that are in Star Trek get played with, like the transporter, which we'll see in a little bit. Um, but they don't they don't overuse it, right? Like they're not immediately like, oh, we have a transporter. Like they don't use it for people. They're like, no, we don't do that. <laughs> yeah, but, because it'd, it'd be terrifying right. to try out. But as the show goes on, like they get more and more comfortable with it and they use it more and more, which is kind of cool. Cause like, that's how it would really be. Right. Like yeah. you would be, I don't know. You wouldn't use it all the time immediately. Yeah. Um, Archer automatically assumes that to has turned them back towards earth. Yeah. It turns out she didn't. And it's never particularly explained why she makes that decision. Yeah. She sort of, uh, I guess, changes her mind i don't know you begin to see her like she's like becoming changing. yeah she's becoming part of the crew because prior to this but before they went to rigel like she brings captain archer the the translated klingon and uh he's like oh there's a bunch of names and stuff here that we don't know what they are and she's like well one of them's rigel and, uh, oh, by the way, that's, like, 15 light years away. Yeah, and, <laughs> and he's where, like... That's where Klang was before yeah. he came to Earth. And he's like, well, good thing you decided to tell me. And he, like, yells at her and shit, because she's not too into it. But she's starting to, like, see what is, like, the value of this mission is, right? Yeah. I also uh, love that Archer gives, like, a captain's log, but he just keeps interrupting himself to talk to his dog. Yeah. Which is great. That's cool. I love Porthos. He's awesome. Porthos is my favorite character on the He's show. He's super adorable, dude. He mostly just sits in a little bed, but... And he wags his tail. He's very cute. <laughs> uh, but we we arrive at a gas giant. Yeah. Type 7. Type 7. <laughs> and they're like, well, fuck, we lost the warp trail. Uh-huh. And then through... Uh, classic Star Trek computer magic. Yep. They figure out the trail and it goes down to the surface of the planet. Yep. Star Trek. <laughs> they just press some buttons and shit aligns and it points to the planet and it's like go here. Yeah. It's kind of cool because like T'Pol and Archer are on the same page finally. Yeah, they start like, working together. For yeah, real. they work together, right? So that's neat. But like, yeah, the 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 science of them doing this is like, oh, enhance, oh, uh, figure out the trajectory, and then it yeah. just, like, does it, right? They're pressing buttons. Yeah, they're pressing buttons. It's, this whole episode makes me, like, question what Malcolm's actual job is on the bridge, because he's doing oh, he, all the science officer shit. Yeah, he he's like a, uh, like a all jack-of-all-trades right now. Plus, like, they don't have really anything for him to do yet. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, he's kind of like a gun guy, and, like, they don't have a lot of gun stuff going on, so... 
Uh, he like makes every weapon from here on that they use. Yeah, which is it's great. Crazy. That's the thing I always talk about. Like I'm a big fucking Starfleet security guy. I love Starfleet security. Yeah. And I love that every security chief on every ship has their own thing. And Malcolm's is that he's like the inventor. Yeah. He invents all the technology that people take for granted later. Yeah, like the when they get like phasers, which happens pretty immediately. Yeah, in this episode they get phasers. Well, they get the pistols, but when it, when they get the ship phasers, oh, like yeah. they don't know how to work them. Like they're like, we don't know how this works. And then he like figures out how to work it, like so it's super powerful and shit. Like, yeah, it's crazy. The, and it makes you wonder, like he just brings the phase pistols up in this episode. Did he make yeah. those? I don't know. I guess he was the one in charge of them, I would assume. Like, Starfleet probably, like, briefed him and was like, okay, here's this new thing. It's called a phaser. But we call it phase pistols or whatever. It's a phase pistol. And, like, right. he, <laughs> he, he says that line, right, that Spock says in TOS, that Breaker says in TNG, that uh, Cisco yeah. says in Deep Space Nine, that, yeah. like, uh, here, this is a phaser. It has two settings, stun and kill. Mm. Try yeah, not don't to con- mix them up. It would be best not to confuse yeah, them. Yeah, it would yeah. be best not to confuse them. Like, someone <laughs> says it in every Star yeah. Trek series. Think about it, though. Like, it's just a button. Mm-hmm. One of them kills you, one of them doesn't. <laughs> like, that's crazy. That's, that's like if a gun could not kill people, if it could stun people, but it could also kill them. Like, uh-oh. Well, I hope it's on the sun setting, because yeah, I don't know. You better remember which is which. Yeah. It's a super important thing to remember. <laughs> uh... But they go to the planet. They go to the planet, and it's got yeah. different atmospheric layers that do different things. Like a delicious cake. Like an ogre. Like an o- What? <laughs> <laughs> an ogre? Like an onion. Oh, an onion. <laughs> like an ogre. Onions have layers. Ogres uh-huh. have layers. I'm referencing gotcha. a, a masterpiece, Josh. I gotcha. I wish I wasn't. I don't know why that popped into my head immediately, but it did. <laughs> Um, yeah, they find like a super helix. Yeah, it's like it's they find this fucking like space station, which is like if you're yeah. looking at it from afar, you can tell that it's based on the Starfleet space stations from like TNG and Deep Space Nine. Right. But it's just got little pieces all over it. Yeah, they glued a bunch of computer models on it yeah. to make it look different. Which is, eh, I'm not gonna hate on it. You know, you, you yeah, use what I, you got. I didn't notice it the first time when I so I, I I give it a pass. Like if I don't notice it immediately, like it's all right. Yeah, like I've seen this episode before and I didn't notice it. So right, right. But uh, <laughs> it is cool that it's like uh, this gigantic system of interlocking, uh, like magnets, magnet yeah. seals is what they are. Yeah. And the entire ship just has them all over it, and that's what it's made out of for the most part. Yeah, it's cool. Which is really cool. Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, I didn't play a whole lot of Mass Effect, but they have that, uh, the race of people that are, like, space wanderers. Oh, yeah. I don't know their name. I, I only played the first either. one. I don't remember. But they have, yeah. like, the giant spaceship that's just made out of smaller spaceships. Yeah. They stole cool. it from this. It's very, uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, you and Battlestar Galactica. We're gonna watch it. Man, we'll see. We're starting gonna to watch get, it. I'm starting to get like I'm fighting back against it a little bit. I'm starting to get a little crotchety about you, it. You are a foolish man. 
I, I won't let my you pride are a no fool. <laughs> I won't let my pride be before my fall. <laughs> uh, they like they have this like ridiculous like harpoon gun on their ship. Oh, what what is that? I don't remember that. It's uh, like when it's the grappler, right? Oh, the grappler. Yeah, yeah. instead of a tractor beam. They yeah. have a grappler, which is a harpoon gun. <laughs> There'd basically. be whales here. <laughs> It, yeah, it would work out great in Star Trek Four. Yeah, <laughs> but they they use a harpoon to capture one of the ships, and then they yeah, they fly just get it down. It. Yeah, and the guy ejects like GI Joe style <laughs> out of the fucking ship, which is hilarious. I did laugh at that. It's pretty funny. I was like, that guy is straight up GI Joe right now. He's getting out of that ship. But they like they figure out how to work the ship, even though it's all alien tech. Yeah, they got Hoshi. She can like translate. She's not that even shit. in the room. Yeah, yeah. They just figure she did it. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's all fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. They're trying to figure it out. They have. Uh, it's a pretty funny scene where they're trying to figure out like they're trying yeah. to teach Tucker how to drive it, but he's an idiot, so he can't yeah, he's remember like, anything. It's not that one. <laughs> Yeah, and and Mayweather's getting really mad. He's like, just let me fly it. Yeah. And Archer's like, there's only one guy on the whole ship that can fly something, so you have to stay here, Mayweather. Hope you don't get sick ever, dude, because yeah. you gotta fly the fucking no ship. No sick days, ever. <laughs> I wonder if the ship even has, like, autopilot. Like, you just have to fly it forever. Oh my god, that would be terrible. <laughs> Look, I gotta get a nap in. We gotta park the ship for a few hours. We gotta stop going to warp. <laughs> gotta hide behind a moon or something. Uh, so Archer wants to go down to the planet's surface because he's a captain in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And uh, to Paul's like, no, don't. I love you. And he's like, what? And she's like, I <laughs> pretty, mean, I'll get in trouble. Pretty much. And yep. Yep. We get the introduction to the phase pistols. Yeah, they kind of look like a, a, a cool cross between like a Star Trek gun. And a 1950s, like, uh, what's that called? Uh, Buck Rogers. Oh, yeah. Like, a, like, a, like it's a, real science y, fiction y. It's a ray gun. Yeah. yeah. They it call it a ray gun, gun a few times in, a, in a, another episode. They, Which I'm fine with. I love a ray gun. Yeah, good ray gun goes a long way with me, too. Hell yeah. <laughs> There's something about classic sci fi that I'll, I'll never get enough of. Yeah. Um,. <laughs> But, uh, you know what? Before they go down to the planet's surface, why don't we take a break? Oh, shit. I forgot. We'll be right back after this message from something hopefully related to Star Trek. Yes? I have a petition here to stop the Space Channel from showing so much Star Trek. Could I please get your signature? What show? Star Trek. Look, look, look at the space schedule here. Star Trek the original, Star Trek the next generation, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and Star Trek Voyager. It's all they play, and it's got to stop. Do they play Magnum P.I.? No, ma'am. They don't. They play Star Trek. The only people that watch this crap live in their basement and have no lives. They wear stupid costumes, go to conventions, and call themselves captain and stuff. It's got to stop, and will you please sign my petition? Well, I still don't know what you're talking about, but I'll get my son to sign for you. Gary, get up here, dear. 
He lives in the basement. Such a nice boy. Putak! Are you okay? I'm fine. Dohajopadak hasta! Dohajata! Charkum Raj! Get ready for more Star Trek. Enterprise, the new series. Coming this fall to space. And we're back. <laughs> oh, oh shit. So, our heroes, yeah, uh, Tucker and Archer, go on to this rickety magnet space station. <laughs> yeah, they go over to the Helix. Yeah, the Helix, that's what it is. And uh, they just, they mostly just like wander around for like two seconds and then murder uh, an alien over and over again. Yeah, they shoot a bunch of phloem, guys. <laughs> There's like a shitload of them. They have a bomb, though, right? They have, like... Yeah, they have, like, some sort of, a like, an EMP thing. That's yeah, like, like a decoupler or something. Yeah, it, like, know. deactivates magnetic couplers. Yeah. Within, like, a mile radius or whatever. Yeah. So they put it on, like, the center of this thing, and they, like, set it off. Oh, they get Clang first, right? Yeah, like, they, they get find Clang, him. and they have trouble to begin with. Like, he tries to murder Tucker. Yeah, because he's a Klingon, and of course. Yeah, and I mean, there's a language barrier, but he slowly realizes that they're, like, rescuing him. Yeah, not trying to kill him or whatever. And uh, they escape with him, and he even, like, murders some people. Yeah, he picks one of them up and, like, punches him right in the face. <laughs> yeah. Like a Klingon. They, they that to, guy is, like, eight foot tall, so. Yeah, he's, in real life, he's eight yeah, feet fucking tall. He, he's huge. But he, like... Uh, you get like the Indiana Jones sound effect punch when he picks up the guy. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> that thunder punch. I love that sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really that one. It's actually like a comical cartoon. It's, a, punch it's like effect. a. Yeah, the UPN had like a sound effect library and they're like, this sounds like a punch we could use. And then like they do the cartoon punch and then they all run around the corner and they're like. <laughs> and then they run into one magnetic seal but they come out like the exact opposite. <laughs> And 70s rock plays. <laughs> it's like a Jerry Reed song. <laughs> Fucking Scooby-Doo. So, like, Archer's like, leave me behind. Don't don't take me with you. And Tucker's like, why? And he's like, eh, because. <laughs> so they do. And yeah, they do it, because uh, why not? They just leave him. And Archer goes into the time room. Yeah, which is super trippy. And uh, it is really weird. It's like time, like, it's. I guess it's like like a decompression chamber for time or something, right? Like, it. It's like things are happening. There's like an image of the future happening, while the present is taking place. It's fucking weird. Yeah. So it's like everything he does is done twice. Once by right. a before image, not an after image, and once by right. him. It's like the probability of him doing that. Is going like is being calculated. It's like fucking weird. I don't know how it works. It is a crazy but, room. Yeah. Um, the leader of the Sulaban. Silic. Silic. He's great. He comes back later uh, a lot, and he gets like really cool. Well, that's cool. <laughs> it's cool that Nickelodeon Flom returns to the show. Yeah, he's he's in a lot. He gets the Flom put on him. And I wonder if they actually used Flom because it looks exactly like it. 
it's that makeup that they were using like at this time like a lot of things look like that you know how things look now like uh in discovery yeah. like everything looks like that now that's how this is how things look then i don't know why yeah, I guess it's like an industry standard thing for yeah. like creature making or whatever. Right, like the like the creature shops were using that type of shit. I don't know. Yes, it looks really weta, but <laughs> well, this is a UPN show in two thousand and one. Well, you got me there. <laughs> it's 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 not great. Um, there, I think honestly, like we could talk about this later, but like I I feel like the the computer generated stuff. Uh, most of it's really good, but some of it's way worse than the makeup is. Oh, yeah, like, the flattening and everything looks really fucking bad. Yeah, there's some weird shit that they weren't quite good at yet, so. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah, they leave him, and he, they have, like, a a laser fight with one laser. Even though every time you shoot the laser, it causes, like, a feedback. Yeah, it, like, makes the room, like, explode. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it, like, yeah. And they finally, like, make it out into the hallway, and they're just, like, tussling around. And yeah. Silic gets the phase pistol, and just as he's about to shoot Archer, Archer gets transported. First yeah, guy in they, the series. They do that right away. Uh-huh. And he does a great, like, if he had had something in his mouth, it would have been a spit take. Yeah, he does, like, a, oh, my God, what did you just do to me face. Which is like, great. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. He like gasps. He's like, because <gasps> he's like, oh my god, like you transported me. Like he, I, like he's never done it before. Mostly, no one has for the most part, except for the guy who invented it, whose name I don't remember right now. Oh, I don't remember either. He he's Seth played by Cochran. <laughs> he's played by a guy who's in uh, also a hundred movies. Oh my god. God, you're, um, you're just gonna look it up, aren't you? I'm looking it up. It's gonna bother the shit out of me, man. A uh, guy who invented Transporter Star Trek. I don't want to get a one. Emery Erickson. Oh. And he is played by somebody. Uh, Aren't we all? <laughs> Wow, that's super fucking deep. <laughs> that's super deep, dude. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. Uh, the guy who he is played by, uh, I've I've met the guy in real life. But you don't remember his name. Shameful. Yep. I'm a terrible human. Shameful. <laughs> well, they transport Archer up, and uh, they just immediately go to Cronus. And, like, Klang just takes them to the Klingon High Council chamber, yeah. even though, like, it, it it shows him, like, Sato is there, so I guess they just use her to translate. Sure. Uh, I find it a little strange that Sato is able to pick up Klingon well enough to converse in it. Over oh, the, she's like, like a genius. Yeah. She's like a, she's like a like, super genius. Uhura doesn't know it in, like, Star Trek... Yeah, Six. I like that Uhura's. Well, I like how Uhura's just like I'm just a regular officer. <laughs> like it's kind of neat, right? Like she's just like I'm just here doing my job. Like, but yeah, great, Sato's. She's great at repair and maintenance of yeah. uh, communications arrays. She's got other skills, not language yeah. skills. She's also good with a phaser. So that's true, and a fan dance. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it turns out that uh, Klang actually had the secrets 
of the Sulaban in his blood. Yeah, like which is proteins. Klingon as fuck. Yeah, it's super Klingon. It's always funny to me when Klingons are like doing tech things. Yeah, it just looks ridiculous. <laughs> they're so big and like clumsy in a way yeah, that it just, like, like looks goofy. Giant like monsters, and they're just pressing computer screens. Beep boop beep boop. Yeah, yeah, like. You know that there's, like, Klingons who are, like, super good engineers, but they never look like they are, because they're just like, ah! <laughs> like, they're that's all, all they, they're, warriors, yeah. right? They just gotta be yelling. as scary as possible. Yeah, they're just kicking shit, right? And everything <laughs> turns out for the best, Yeah, and everybody gets to go on a space adventure. And thus begins the Enterprise journey. Dun, 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 dun. I mean... I wish. It's been a long time! <laughs> At the end of the episode, you get like a a, a super acoustic slowed down version of the song. Jeez. I don't know if you watched it on Netflix. I did, and it's like it's like a, like real slow. It's like oh my god, so cheesy, so it's, cheesy. It's super cheesy. Like it's really fucking bad. It's but the episode itself is actually really entertaining. Yeah, it's a good episode. There, there are of course things that I take issue with, but it's part of yeah. the show. Yeah, and it's it serves a purpose in the overall narrative, which I could never fault a show for. Yeah, this show out of any Star Trek, um, like if you're watching Discovery right now and you're like, "Oh my god, I love how the shows connect," that's what this show does. This show did it 17 years ago. Yeah, I mean. If I had to pick one of the shows that was really felt more uh, serialized, and, yeah, uh, not just one episode that's a one shot after another after another, yeah, it'd probably be Enterprise. I mean, there's a lot of well, one shot episodes, yeah, but there's a big overarching like plot that changes out for a new one after every so many episodes. But right, all those episodes have something to do with it. Yeah, season three when the Zindi thing is going on, every episode in that se- in that season is connected because it's they're doing one mission right to get to the Zindi. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, you get parts in Deep Space Nine where the Dominion Wars happening and they're just fucking yeah. playing darts or whatever. Like, oh yeah, there's episodes where they're like, <laughs> let's go to Vix, and it's like, shouldn't we be fighting the Dominion? They're like, nah, Vix is cool. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, okay. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> sounds sounds cool, I guess. I guess we'll just do that. <laughs> and Enterprise doesn't get into that all that much. No, no, they don't do that too much. But the first season is very... The first two seasons are very... Uh, they're slow. And I I like it because I think it's it's neat to see like the, the conventions of Star Trek being put into this time period inside mm-hmm. of the universe, you know? Like, there's episodes where, like, slowly Archer is figuring out, like, we can't act like this, right? Like, we, we can't do the things this way. So you see the beginnings of the Prime Directive being formed. Mm. You see the beginnings of, like, how Starfleet is going to, like, talk to people and deal with people, you know? And there's, like... So it's kind of cool. The thing about Enterprise, though, is it's, like, it's slow, but it's slow for Star Trek, Mm-hmm. Which is Star Trek's already really slow, right? As a series, so you have to have some patience for it. And I feel like last time I went at it, I just didn't have the patience. Yeah, I think if you were to sit down 
and watch a bunch of them. I think you'd get into it. It's a groove that you get into. Mm. People complained about it a lot when it was on, and they said it was really slow. Um, I think it's fine, but I, I'm more tolerant of stuff like that than most people, so... I can watch, like, really slow things. I'm oh, fine with that. We got a tolerant boy over here. <laughs> tolerant tolerant half-Vulcan. Oh, this guy's tolerating stuff? Get out. Get him. Boo this man. Boo. <laughs> you ever suck dick for marijuana? <laughs> you ever suck dick for weed? I for weed? So. I don't think so. Boo this man. Oh my god. <laughs> that fucking movie. <laughs> reference cast. Reference, reference, reference. <laughs> throw them out, throw them out, throw them out. It's like, I'll admit when I make a mistake. <laughs> There's no mistakes. No one never makes any mistakes. No, no, you don't. It's not a mistake. I think I know what you're going to say. Go what? ahead. What are you going to say? Uh, I'm sorry, Susan, who I cut in front of at the Value Mart. It was my mistake. Yeah, I should. I have knew. Done that. I knew that's what you were gonna say. <laughs> I knew about this Susan incident. She called me and told me about it. Susan, it was, it was between us. <laughs> yeah, well, not anymore. Damn. I'm not sorry, Susan. You bitch. Damn. Uh, not like. I always shit talk Enterprise, and I was especially shit talking having to watch this, uh, yeah. this pilot. But it was good. It was actually a really fun watch. I think somebody you would somebody in the emails described it as like more like a Hollywood movie rendition of yeah, uh, where like everything's fairly self-contained compared to other pilots. Right. And I can agree with that. Yeah, uh, I think you would really like Enterprise, honestly. I feel like there's no possible way that you couldn't like it, is what I'm saying to you. Oh, I'll take that challenge. <laughs> I I really... There are episodes that I know you would love. Like, you will love them. I do need to... It's like the biggest blank spot, right? Like, besides, I guess, the animated series, which I've yeah. only seen, like, one episode of. I've seen, like... A season of it, but I could not tell you anything that happens in that show. If you've seen a season of it, I think you may have seen all of it. Is it, uh, is it two seasons? Season. Oh, I thought it was two. It I thought, be. okay. It might be two. I don't remember. They're they're cartoons, right? So yeah. you're like, oh. There's one where Spock, like, <laughs> like goes back in time to meet himself as a kid. I remember that one. Oh, yeah? And he sees his Salot, and, he, and he's like, oh, young Spock, make sure you're blah, blah, blah. And it's like real fucking 1970s hokey. Like I, the the one I saw was they end up in like this weird dimensional pocket where like a million ships had been sucked in before as well. Yeah, and they have like a coalition of races that all like exist in perfect harmony in there. Oh wow, that's very that's a there's a Voyager episode like that. That's wow. cool. I wonder if they took it from that. Rip off. They probably did. How dare they steal Voyager's writing? <laughs> um, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I want to like Enterprise, and I like this, so I, I feel like you're probably right. If I just sat down and gave it a long-haul chance and didn't just stop, I feel yeah. like I'd be into it. Because I didn't get Voyager vibes even during the 10 episodes. Oh, no, it's watch. not... Like, okay, here's the thing. Like, if you can sit through all of Voyager, you can definitely watch all of this show. First of all, it's only four seasons, mm -hmm. and it's way fucking better. Yeah. There's a fucking Seven Samurai episode of this show. It's great. That's dope. 
Like they're it's just seven samurai. It's that's what it is. <laughs> it's great. It is great. It's I'm sure I'd like it. And maybe one day I will just sit and watch through all of it. But right now we have some collections to watch. We do. What's our next collection? Well, folks, we've gotten some examples of collections we can do. Mm-hmm. And what we're hoping to do is pick out like four of them at a time and have you guys vote on it on our Twitter, yeah. which is at Podcast, by the way. Oh, shameless well, over here. <laughs> skilled is the word you're looking for. <laughs> uh, you'll vote on which of the four that you want us to do, and whatever wins we'll go with for our next yeah. for our next set of uh, for our next collection. But our actual next collection, until then, until we set mm-hmm. that up and have you guys vote on it, is the beard episode collection. Oh shit. Uh, being two bearded gentlemen ourselves, yeah, uh, we both know the power of the beard to turn around uh, not only a bad season of a television episode, but a bad life. But a bad lifetime. <laughs> we have epic beards, you and I. Too. Yeah, our beards are really crazy. We actually do have really nice beards. We're two amazing bearded men. Yes, is what I'm we saying. Fucking are. So which ones are we gonna do? We're gonna do. We're gonna do. Uh, damn, I should have looked up the specific episode. Yeah, the the one in Enter. In, uh, sorry, TNG. Right, obviously. First episode, Riker <laughs> has Riker beard. I like how our producing of the show is googling things during the show. Look, That's my favorite part about this show. Look, it's fine. <laughs> I just did it. I did it like five minutes ago. Like it's fucking fine, all right. <laughs> I think I know the Deep Space Nine episode when Cisco gets the beard. It's the one where he makes the ship, the the Bajor ship. Damn. Is that correct? I think I think it's right. I think the Pegasus is the first one. Oh really? Okay. Wow. Fuck, why am I so bad at everything? It's alright, we'll figure it out. But It'll be a surprise. Well, we can tell them on Twitter. They can follow us on M-Class Podcast Twitter. Did I do it right? Did I skillfully do it's, it right? It's at M-Class Podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> he, he did it right, everybody. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Don't worry your pretty little heads. He got it. I got it. Shut up about it. I'm just just fucking trying to fill time so I can find out what episode. Dude. Uh. Let's just say it's the Pegasus. Then everybody will watch the wrong episode. That'll be good. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, what if I look at it? First episode of TNG Riker Beard. The second season premiere of TNG. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, that's the one. Second season, episode one, TNG. Uh, The Child? Yeah. The Child. Okay. Okay. We will be watching... Our next episode of M-Class Podcast will be Star Trek The Next Generation... Season two, episode one, the child. Until unless it's not that, and then we'll tell you what it is. 
Oh no! <laughs> Look, that's what it is. We're just gonna watch it. <laughs> We're just doing that one, no, no matter what. It does not matter. And uh, you'll find out which episode of Deep Space Nine we'll be watching yeah. at the end of that episode, because I'm yeah, not we'll looking that shit up. We'll figure that out later. Or not. <laughs> so, uh, definitely, definitely watch that episode, uh, even if we don't have an episode about it, because it's probably a good episode. Just watch it. It's alright, I think. I remember it. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I want to take a moment to tell the world that in 12 days, isn't it, from the time we're recording this... Sure. Um, our boy Kevin Cole's video game... Is oh, yeah! Out. It's called Hack. H-A-Q-U-E. It's gonna be great! Yeah, look that shit up. <clears throat> yeah, check out Hack. I wanted to, he give, just, wanted to give him a plug. Yeah, today I think he just, like, ported it to Mac. So if you have a Mac, you can play it. Hell yeah. He's all over the place making big moves, baby! Big money moves, man. That's what Cardi B says. Yeah, I'm making yeah. money moves. <laughs> <laughs> Cardi B. Uh, Next episode of M Class Podcast, we're just going to listen to Cardi B. I'm fine with that. <laughs> uh, a, a note to everyone: uh, if you would like to have an email read by the two handsomest boys on the internet, who are they? Uh, oh, it's you us. Can send it to M Class Podcast. I don't know. You can't because somebody took it. You can send it to <laughs> M Class Email at Gmail dot com. M Class Email. Singular. Yeah, no S, because I'm a fucking moron. <laughs> no S. Mclassemail at gmail.com. Do uh, it. A note is that we will not be releasing Mclass podcast and Mclass emails on the same day anymore. Yeah, suck uh, a dick. <laughs> damn. Get over it, crybabies. We'll be, everybody was really supportive of that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just saying... <laughs> Just suck you know? a dick anyway. Just do it. God. We'll be releasing them on opposite weeks, so whenever this episode of M-Class Podcast comes out, you will have to wait one whole week to get for the M-Class emails. emails. For your for your pitch it or ditch it's. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> have a good week. <laughs> See you next week. See you next week for M-Class emails. And thank you so much for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. Bye. Bye.